0: I'm jumping in with a quick message that I've added to all HR Coffee Time episodes to let you know that my group programme, Inspiring HR, is back. In case you haven't heard of it before, it's an intensive six week programme for mid and senior level HR and people professionals. So if you're an HR business partner, HR manager, head of HR, or HR director, or the people equivalent, so a people business partner, people manager, head of people or people director, and you'd like to build your confidence, your credibility and your impact at work, Inspiring HR could be perfect for you. We get started on Wednesday the 5th of June 2024 when we'll be meeting up over Zoom for two hours every week. The group sessions are a blend of group coaching, training and facilitation. They're supportive, encouraging and practical and each week has a slightly different focus. So in week one we look at setting yourself up for success, week two is about boosting your confidence, week three focuses on being strategic in your role, week four is all about building key relationships, Week five takes a deep dive into influencing at a senior level and the final week looks at planning for the future. There's a link with the full details in the show notes for you or you can learn more by going to my website Bright Sky Career Coaching, clicking on services and then clicking on Inspiring HR Group Programme. I would love to have you join us and to get to know you throughout the programme. But if you have any questions about inspiring HR at all, please feel free to ask by getting in touch through the website and I would be very happy to answer them for you. Welcome to episode 19 of HR Coffee Time. I hope you managed to switch off and take some time off over the Christmas break and that COVID didn't spoil your plans. I decided to give myself a podcasting break last week as it was Christmas, but it's great to be back today and I really hope that you're going to find today's episode useful. In it, I'm going to be talking you through how to look back and reflect on the last year to help you look forward to and plan for the next one. And I have 10 questions for you to ask yourself to help you do this. Because looking back is a great way of learning from the past, taking the time to recognise your achievements and your learnings, and it also gives you ideas for your next year's goals and what you want to achieve for the year ahead. But even though that we know it's a good idea to do this, most of us don't take the time to do it, or we just think, oh yes, I'll think about that later, or I'll keep everything in my head instead of writing it down. In fact, I know that even if it's part of our jobs at work to look back, we still might not do it. I'll always remember interviewing someone for a programme manager role years ago. If you haven't come across this job before, a programme manager is someone responsible for a huge project that's made up of lots of smaller projects. It's a big job with a lot of responsibility, and when being trained, Pretty much all project managers and programme managers are taught the value of doing some sort of lessons learned or retrospectives exercise, which is when you look back over the project or programme so far, or you look back at the end of it. You work out what went well, what didn't go so well, so that you can learn from it. And then these learnings inform your plans going forward. So this person we were interviewing had done brilliantly in their interview so far. But um, when we got to asking him about lessons learned, he said, oh yes, we all know that we should do that, but no one ever really does it because we don't have time. Unsurprisingly, he didn't get the job, unfortunately. So I'd like you to imagine that you are the programme manager of your career, and to encourage you to do your own lessons learned exercise with me now. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll be used to me saying every week (laughs) that it's here to help you have a successful and fulfilling HR career without working yourself into the ground. What I haven't really done yet is talk about success and what that actually is with you in very much detail. And I'm just going to take a moment to focus on it now, as it helps explain why I've chosen some of the questions that I have that I'll be sharing with you. Now, success means different things to different people. For many of us, we're conditioned to think that success is obtained by working harder to either move up the career ladder or to achieve goals. But the danger is that we can then start to link this way of thinking about success with happiness. So we start to think, if I keep working harder to achieve more, I'll be happier. But the problem is that if and when the hard work pays off and we hit a goal, or we move up a rung on the career ladder, we just move the goalposts for ourselves by giving ourselves a new harder goal, and then again, we tell ourselves that we'll be happy, we'll be happier when we hit this new goal or achieve this harder thing. And that's what we need to do to feel happier, happier in life. And we think that success through hard work equals happiness. Now, you might not see success in this way, and good for you if you don't. Maybe you never did. Or maybe you started to burn out or got burned by a job and it prompted you to reevaluate things. But whatever success means to you, if you find yourself feeling slightly trapped on this hamster wheel of working harder and harder to either maintain or increase your success at work, this episode, I really hope that this episode is going to help you to step off it. One of my favourite TED Talks is by someone called Sean Acker. He is brilliant and he's also hilarious, so it's a really fun one to watch. In the TED Talk, he explains that by raising our levels of positivity instead of our levels of hard work, your brain experiences something called the happiness advantage. So if you haven't seen the TED Talk before, I'd really recommend watching it. It's on my list of the best TED Talks for your career and I'll link to that in the show notes. Or you can find it in the blog section of my website, which is Bright Sky Career Coaching. So, let's help raise your positivity levels with these questions that I've put together for you. I'd like you to look back over the last year. You'll remember some of the things you've done, but scrolling through your electronic calendar will also help to jog your thinking. If you're part of a team, you'll probably also find it can be useful to do this exercise with them, as everyone will remember slightly different things that you might have forgotten about. And you also might want to scroll through some of your emails just to remind yourself about different things that you've done this year and how you felt about them. I don't have this end of year reflection exercise in last year's HR planner, which you may or may not have been using this year. I haven't put it into the 2022 HR planner either, but creating this episode is making me think it would be useful to include it in the 2023 one. So for the moment, as it isn't in your planner, just write down the questions on a piece of paper or in a notebook. Question number one is, what did you achieve? If your automatic answer is nothing or not enough, I'd like you to dig a bit deeper. It's been a tough year for HR with furloughs, homeschooling, constant rule changes and a huge dose of unpredictability. It may mean that you've had to put your original goals on hold or that you feel like you've just been doing constant firefighting but I promise you, you will have achieved things. Even if those achievements feel like tiny steps or partial achievements, I want you to write them down. We're often in such a rush to crack on with our day that we forget to stop and acknowledge our achievements and our team's achievements. But I think it's something that's really important to do. And if you find it hard to think about yourself as someone who has achievements because you're very hard on yourself, or you don't feel very confident, then please do take a listen to episode one of the podcast, which is called How to Feel More Confident at Work, and it's the most popular episode that I've released so far. I really hope that it will help you to see that you're achieving more than you realise. Question number two is, what did you do to help others? Your job means that most of your work is probably all about helping others. So try to think beyond the main expectations of your day job. Did you mentor anyone? Did you raise someone else's profile at work? Perhaps you publicly recognised them in front of other people? Or maybe you helped someone when you could see that they could really use some extra support. Again, it doesn't matter if it was a small act. It's still worth writing it down and acknowledging it. Question number three is, what are you proudest of from this year? Your answer is going to be personal to you. Maybe you managed to juggle homeschooling with work. Maybe you hit a key milestone in your career. Maybe you did something seemingly small, but that meant a lot to you. No one else is looking at your answers. They're just for you. So write down what's most meaningful for you. Question number four is, what did you do for your well-being this year? Now this is an area that I struggle with as I often tell myself I don't have time for well-being activities because I'm too busy with work. <laughs> Again, it doesn't matter how small the things are that you tried to help your well-being. Even if you didn't manage to keep them up, still write them down. You did them even if you didn't stick to them. If you did stick to them, then big congratulations, that's fantastic. I did try a few different things getting up from behind my desk to take my dog Cookie for a walk more often, and I started playing something called cardio tennis that no one ever seems to have heard of. <laughs> I became a bit obsessed with it for a few weeks. It's basically this really fun way of exercising and hitting a ball across a net, even if you're not very good at tennis, like I'm not good at it at all. But I can't say that I've stuck to the dog walks or the tennis religiously. I've had weeks when I've done them consistently and weeks when I've not done them at all. However, by writing this down, it helps me realise it's 100% more exercise than I did the year before, and it helps me to feel like I want to try to do more of it next year going forward. For more inspiration about looking after your well-being, I'd recommend listening to episode 10 of the podcast, where resilience workplace trainer and coach Adele Stickland shared her ideas on tackling stress and building resilience. Question number five is, what did you learn this year? And when answering this, you don't need to have done any formal learning or training. Perhaps you learnt something about yourself that you didn't know before, or you grew in confidence in your skills through practising a new skill at work. But of course, if you have done any formal learning or training, whether that was completing a course, reading a book, attending a webinar, do jot that down now. Question number six is what relationships did you develop or build? Hopefully I've managed to convince you just how important relationships are for supporting and developing both you and your career through all the podcast episodes that I've spent talking about this. If you're new to the podcast or you'd like a reminder about why this is the case and which relationships are most helpful to build, there are several episodes that you'll probably find helpful and these are episode 5 how to progress your HR career using the 3E model, episode 11 networking the three most important networks for your career, episode 15 how networking can help your career and episode 16 how to become more confident about networking. I'm hoping to finish off the networking series in February when I have a guest due to who is wonderful called Sharon Peak, And she's going to be talking through the eight critical people that you need in your network. So I really hope that you're going to find it helpful when it does come out. Question number seven is, what are you grateful for from this year? Your answer may be linked to one of your earlier answers or it might be something completely different. Expressing gratitude is one of the key things discovered to help us feel more content and happier with our lives. So even if this idea of gratitude feels a bit airy-fairy or wishy-washy to you, please do take a few minutes to think about it. And going back to Sean Acker's TED talk, which I watched for the first time a few years ago, he talks really well about the impact of expressing gratitude. And it was from watching that that I decided to start trying to do that with my family, this practice of expressing gratitude. So each night at the dinner table, I ask everyone what their three good things are from the day. Now, my kids were not thrilled about doing this at first, (laughs) but now it's so much a part of our routine that they pick me up on it if I forget to ask them. And even if I've had a tough day, it's been really interesting to see that there are always three things I can find to talk about even if they're tiny things like everyone at the tables eating the dinner I've cooked for them and enjoying it instead of saying that they don't like it and pushing it around their plate. So please do go ahead and think about what it is that you're grateful for this year and write down as many things as you can. Question eight is what did you find challenging this year? This may be something that's been challenging for the first time this year or it could be something you always find challenging. There'll probably be more than one thing that you could write about here, and that's fine. Write down as many things as you want to. My overarching thing personally that I found challenging my whole life (laughs) is feeling like I don't have enough time, which means I end up working longer hours than I'd ideally like to. It's something I constantly have to work on and keep in check so that I don't end up letting work take over my life. If time and not having enough of it is something you find tricky as well, then you might like listening to episode seven, which is called what to do when you don't have enough hours in the day. And in that episode, I share the four main blocks I see myself and my clients come up against when it comes to time management. And I also share some techniques, tips and coaching questions to help that either I or my clients have found really useful. But perhaps your biggest challenge is something completely different. I know that one challenge I'm often asked to help people with through coaching is dealing with a difficult person at work. And if this is the case for you, then episode three, which is building relationships with difficult people at work, that's one that you might find helpful to listen to. Question nine is what key insights do you have from reading through your answers to questions one to eight? you'll probably have had some insights, some thoughts, some aha moments, as you've answered each question that I've read out. But now that hopefully you've written down all of your answers, I'd like you to go back and read through all of them. And while you're reading through them, just note down any other insights that come to you, because these may or they may not inform your goals for next year that you can then go and plan out. So question 10 isn't going to be a surprise, Question 10 is how can these insights influence your goals for next year? Now, you might already have clear goals in mind for next year, or you might not have started to think about them yet. So this is a really good opportunity to add to or enhance your existing goals, ready to set yourself up for a successful year If you've downloaded your free PDF copy of the HR Planner, which I'll link to in the show notes, or you've bought a hardback copy, you'll see that there's a goal planning section in there for you. It's near the beginning of the planner. And there are also lots of other reflection exercises in there to help you identify and plan your goals. Today's podcast is just one more resource for you to use if you'd like to. But if you're worried that you're not going to get round to planning your goals, even though you have the HR Planner, don't worry, I'll be running a workshop in January to help give you some accountability and some time to work on your goals. I'll send out all the details to you by email and if you've already downloaded or bought the HR planner or you've subscribed to receive updates about this podcast, you'll receive emails from me automatically. If you don't already get emails from me, you can sign up using the link in the show notes. If you're listening to this on the day it's released, have a wonderful New Year's Eve tonight and I'll be back again with another podcast episode for you next week. But if you decide to give the questions that I've shared with you today a try, I would love to hear how you get on. Please do let me know. You can always get in touch with me by email, by emailing me at hello at brightskycareercoaching.co.uk, or just send me a message on LinkedIn. So take care, bye for now, and I'll see you again next week.